Welcome to the Balance Bod Pod, where we talk about all things balancing life and health so you can have your cake and eat it too. Or your donuts or your pizza or whatever your thing is. But seriously, health is the greatest gift that we have and it does not have to come at the cost of enjoying the fun parts of life. So through the podcast, we're going to explore and experience for ourselves what balance truly looks like in our own lives. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balanced Pod Pod. I'm Corinne Graustra, holistic health and behavior change coach, podcaster, and vlogger, helping you find your own balance between life and health. And in case you missed it, I am running a New Year's video series sent straight to your inbox to help you tackle the new year with confidence. So there will be a link in the show notes. Go ahead and click that to sign up so you don't miss a thing. You will want to make sure that you are signed up for this so that you get all of the information you need to start the holiday in a sustainable and lasting way. So with that being said, I want to share something as, right, the New Year is upon us um, that we may or may not have considered. So maybe you're approaching this holiday or this uh, New Year season with, if you can even call it a season, I suppose, but you're feeling a little bit more balanced. You're like, you know what? Screw the fads. I don't need the fads. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to fall for that again. I'm going to go for a more balanced approach, which is amazing, right? We know the fad diets and juice cleanses are really popular, but you may be skipping it to do something that you feel is less dramatic, which is amazing, right? You're not cutting out solid food or like exercising for hours on end, but just really trying to get quote unquote back on track or back into a healthy lifestyle. In theory, this is amazing. It sounds like a foolproof plan, especially if you're living really like a mostly mostly healthy lifestyle before the holidays hit. But here's the thing. What we don't consider is the mental impact of telling ourselves no on all of our favorite not-so-healthy treats and no longer skipping workouts after months of struggle in this area. Let us reason. Let me reason with you for a sec. The holidays are hard, right? Whether or not you had an incredible holiday season where you stuck to mostly healthy eating on days that were really not significant, it's just a random Tuesday, awesome. If you maybe struggled in this area, maybe you're feeling really relieved that the holidays are over so that you can refocus. This is where I want to really appeal to you today because it can um, seem like we're doing the the healthy thing, right? I'm going to just get back to it. I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to hunker down and I'm just going to do it, right? However, what we don't think about, again, is the impact of going from the holidays into the stark deprivation that is January 1st with that kind of attitude. So regardless of if you are going forth with all the fad diets and all that stuff, it can actually be just as extreme to tell yourself no to all the things that you've been able to say yes to and been, you know, giving yourself permission to say yes to all the workouts you might have missed, all of the um, nutrition options that are maybe you chose the less, less than healthy option, which is totally fine. But the contrast, right? So even if that's where you were, you were in a perfectly healthy lifestyle before the holidays hit. That was three months ago. Um, And I say this with so much love. And this is hard for me to hear when I'm in this place too. But that is not your standard these days. And so to expect yourself to just waltz in and like be perfect with it, that's unrealistic. And again, I say this with so much love. It's the same thing is let's say you took, let's say you had a really stressful, <laughs> I guess let's just use the holidays, right? So let's say you um, had a couple months where things were really busy for you. It could be the holidays. Maybe it helps you to understand the situation if we take us ourselves out of the like immediate situation we're actually in. So let's say you got sick. Let's say it's summer. You got sick, then you went on vacation and it was just really, really busy and hectic. And so you maybe didn't exercise for two, three weeks 
even six weeks at a time, right? You totally quote unquote fell off, fell off the wagon or fell off track for yourself or got out of your typical routine. You don't just, let's say you're working out five days a week and you're lifting really heavy weight. You don't get to show back up six weeks later and do that. That's not, your your body will tell you real fast that that is not how that's supposed to go. And you're going to not only potentially and very likely hurt yourself, but there's the opportunity for like lasting injury. (laughs) And it makes it much harder to get back into the swing of things. A better approach and a more appropriate approach is to realize I'm kind of like a beginner in this situation. I know the the strength and all the the routine and habit will come back to me fairly quickly, but I'm going to start at a couple days a week just doing lighter weights. I'm just going to start to get back into the routine. And the purpose is not to see how heavy I can lift the first day I'm back. It's getting back into the routine right? So that's the same thing that we're doing here. Just because you could do it before does not mean that that's where you're at. You have to today, right now, really examine where am I at and be really realistic because oftentimes, and I'm so guilty of this, somebody will say, like somebody will ask you how your nutrition is and you'll be like, oh, it's great, right? Like I eat lots of vegetables and lots of fruits and lots of, I drink lots of water and I get my exercise and I'm outside a lot if you don't live in Minnesota, (laughs) But maybe that was the case before the holidays hit, and that's really not the case now. And so just being honest with yourself, how much have I been indulging? How many servings of vegetables? How much water have I really been having? And how much or and how much of what I think I've been doing is just kind of wishful thinking, right? Like if I say I've been drinking tons of water, and it's because I've been drinking a moderate amount of water, but I really want to be drinking more water, so I've just kind of counted it as drinking more water. <laughs> so more of this is you have to be intentional about starting where you are pushing yourself too far too fast this is why there is this is why the resolutions don't stick there's nothing special about a resolution that makes it fail the fact is that a resolution is just a really poor goal setting situation we're just like i'm gonna do this and it's something big and audacious and scary and crazy and we're like yeah i'm gonna do it in like three months and if you were to actually set a goal for that you're like pooping your pants the second that you set that goal you're like there's no way that can happen but you know what this year is different i'm just gonna do it does this sound familiar? Have you done this before? I've been in this boat a hundred million times and this is exactly why I'm creating this episode so that you do not fall back into this trap again. We are entering a new decade. We are leaving the crappy goal setting, the vague goals, the intentions. I know that's probably going to be polarizing because a lot of you guys love to set intentions, but as an evidence-based person, as somebody who likes to see results, they just aren't enough. You can absolutely set an intention and then set a goal. So if you're taking in an intention to say, you know what, I want to be more in, let's just say intentional this year. That was actually my word for 20, 2019 is intentional. Great. That in and of itself is not going to do anything for you. You're going to find that even if you do make progress in that area, it's not going to be your optimal amount of progress. What you can do though, is you can say, you know what, my goal for 2019 or let's say 2020 is to be more, more intentional. Then you take that and turn that into what exactly does being intentional look like to me? Well, you know what? I feel like I am on my phone a lot. So maybe, so so this year what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a time limit for how long I'm on my phone every day. Here's what I will do when things get tough and I'm just going to my phone because I'm bored. Here's what I will do when I'm feeling stressed and I just want to procrastinate. So I do that by going on social media. You're creating a plan of action. Do we see how different that can be? Because if you've got some hard and fast rules to go by, some actual metrics to hit, you can then check in with yourself. So as you're setting this goal for your year, you're going to take it and you're going to say, you're going to put it on your calendar. So once a month, you're going to re- you're going to evaluate or once a week if you want to do it, you're going to evaluate. How am I doing in this? Has this year or this, let's say this month, actually gone according to plan? If not, 
what's going on? Why am I spending more time on my phone than I realized? that's where you troubleshoot. Like this is how it works. You're constantly thinking about what can I do to move forward and what can I do to get better results? If you're getting the results you're looking for, great. If you're so so let's say you set your goal for I don't know, 3 hours of being on your phone a day. So this includes any texting, being on the phone, any sort of social media along with just any the daily like here's a I using my map quest, not my map quest, <laughs> throwback, my maps to get myself somewhere. You're just like my my entire day. Technology is going to be three hours of my day. So let's say you're doing that really well and every day. So, so you do that for the entire month of January. Ask yourself, what is helping me to be successful? Why is this going well for me? We don't only and shouldn't only reflect when things are going bad. <laughs> you should reflect when things are going great because that gives us an opportunity to say, this is going well and I know why. Because the only way to continue to get the results that we like is by understanding how we got them in the first place. And on the flip side, when things are not going, understanding what's not working for us. So we can toss that in the garbage because clearly it's not working for us. Our intention is to create or, or our plan is to create an entire kind of library of things that work for us. And so that when we are struggling with something, because a lot of the struggles tend to be similar, they're not always the same, but oftentimes the solutions can be fairly similar. And so when you have a struggle, you get to then pull into your pool of resources of things that you know work for you. And you get to pull one out and say, I wonder if this would work for this situation. So over time, you're not having to think, like, go back to the drawing board and reinvent the wheel for every struggle you're having. You can just say, you know what, I really struggled with when I was struggling with my tech, with my phone and being on my phone too much, I set a limit for myself and that really worked for me. Um, I made sure that I, I spent my time more time reading or I made sure that I put my phone down at dinner, whatever, whatever you did that made it work for you. Let's say you're saying, you know what, I'm feeling really overwhelmed by the amount of TV I'm watching. Great. Well, I know that when I was struggling with my phone, I... Set an, I set a time limit for myself and I, you know, did X, Y, Z. You can pull back on that pool of of resources that work for you so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. You can just go back and say, here's what works for me. And I know that and maybe it's not going to be the perfect result or the perfect solution, but at least from you've got a springboard to jump off of instead of kind of grabbing for everything. So back to what we were talking about a second ago on just the impact of telling ourselves no on all of our favorite things. When we're looking at some of the resolutions that we're making, they're crazy high. It it requires us to not quote unquote whip ourselves into shape. You guys, that doesn't work. I say this again, everything I say with so much love, that's not a thing. You are not a drill sergeant. You are not a robot. You don't just get to whip yourself into shape and have no bad days. That does not work. So when we are approaching the the new year, this is what everybody does. This is why none of it sticks. Number one, because it's super vague. And number two, because it is crazy ridiculous and doesn't account for us being human. If every single person is around, around you is human and makes mistakes too, it's very likely that you're going to do the same because you're also human. <laughs> if you could not expect somebody else in your situation to do the exact same thing that is a really big waving red flag in the wind that it is not realistic and this is my favorite thing to ask clients is would you expect somebody else to do exactly what you're asking of yourself or is it kind of the I can do things that nobody else can syndrome which again most of us have (laughs) many of us have we've got these standards not just that we're being hard on ourselves and holding ourselves to a high standard but we're really really mean to ourselves. Like we are pretty nasty. If we can't do everything perfectly, we degrade ourselves and we start to think about why we 
why we aren't good enough and how the things in our life are never going to work out because we're not good enough because we can't just keep it together. Come on, Karen, can't you just figure out how to not eat a candy bar for a week? Like, what's the big deal? That is not productive. <laughs> that only hurts us. It only makes it harder because in the the inside of you, okay, and I'm going to use a really funny, dumb analogy that I don't know if it's even going to resonate, but I'm going to try. So have you guys seen Scoo- the, the Scooby-Doo movies where they're not, they're not animated, the actual Scooby-Doo movies, where Scrappy-Doo, this tiny, the tiny little dog is like, he's the evil villain. And I'm just, I haven't watched this in 15 years. So I don't even know if I'm saying the right thing, but there's this villain. I don't know if it's a second or third movie or something. And there's this villain that they're trying to take down as is every single movie and they open it they like it's this robot they don't realize it's a robot and they open it up and there's this tiny little dog like scrappy doo who's really sassy and feisty and whatever who's like control who's running the show that is what i think of as like our inner our inner selves we are just like scorned little tiny people inside that are just or mean to we to ourselves thinking that all we need is some tough love to get ourselves into quote unquote into shape or to like be something of our lives and we're really just tiny little vulnerable like three-year-olds inside of our head like we're just little people inside and we need to be nice to ourselves if you wouldn't say something that you so so let's say you would you're wondering if you should say something to yourself if you wouldn't say it to a four-year-old don't say it to yourself we like to think that we've got this really tough exterior but we are all very vulnerable inside we are most vulnerable to our own feelings and our own thoughts and the things that we say about ourselves. We feel most convinced by those and we also feel like we don't have a we don't have a reason to negate those things. So if I say it about myself it must be true, right? No, we know that that's not true, right? But that's kind of how we how we tend to approach things. So as we're heading into the new year, my biggest challenge for you this year is to not take the entire like resolution setting system with you because it doesn't work. Let's leave that in the last decade. Instead, what I want to challenge you to do this year is to be realistic. What can you actually expect of yourself? What is something that you can realistically accomplish? If you're looking for a radical life change, there is never a good time to do that. And I'm not saying like, oh, there's never a good time. So you should just do it. No, never is appropriate to change everything ever never ever ever is it appropriate to change everything all at once because as a behavior change coach let me tell you in zero percent of circumstances that works unless you have like a life-altering diagnosis if, if your doctor comes to you and says you have to change everything or you're going to die in a week you're for sure going to make some changes barring that there really is nothing that is so strong that is going to allow us to overcome every single one of our natural habits that have been in place for decades it just doesn't work that way and so you can try and try and try and i'm assuming if you are still struggling with it, you've probably tried this every every new year, right? It just doesn't work. And just like diets don't work, it's not your fault. Your process is ruining your progress. I'm for sure going to make a hat. Your process is ruining your progress. Do not let the hype of the new year or the, oh my gosh, I'm really uncomfortable where I'm at because I overdid it during the holidays and I need to make changes all the time. Do not let that be the catalyst for your changes because those are not going to stick. Operating from a place of unhappiness, what happens when you're no longer unhappy? 
We've been there, done that, right? You stop caring. You stop wanting to go to the gym. Your motivation, your drive is out of a place of negativity. And as soon as you start to make some changes, that negativity goes away because you're feeling better. And so does your action. So does all the changes that you, so do all the changes you've made because now you've got no drive to continue them because you're happy with where you've been. That was my life story for like ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> that is what I did. I operated out of a place of unhappiness. I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that I look or I don't like the way that I feel. So let me, let me take this action. And it worked for a little while. And then I would be like, you know what? Meh, I kind of am, I'm thinking I look okay. I feel okay. I'm feeling better. And I would never see it through. And this is why, as I'm speaking out loud and processing this, because I'm a verbal processor, this is why I'm just realizing that I was always somebody who would start things and not see them through because my motivation was not in the right place because I was operating out of unhappiness and that doesn't stick. That's not a good motivator. It's a good initial motivator, right? If you need to get yourself up off the couch, great. But if you're looking to keep yourself going when things get tough, that is not a good a good solution because it's not going to stick around. Because as soon as things get tough, you're going to be like, meh. You know what? There will come a time where you're going to say, I'm, I feel okay. The discomfort of continuing outweighs the discomfort I feel with where I'm at because I feel neutral with where I'm at now. Maybe I don't love it, but I totally feel neutral with where I'm at. And that's okay, right? And so now everything that you just worked for, you're not going to be able to continue, not because you're weak or lazy or incapable, just because you went about it the wrong way. And that's not your fault. This is what we're told to do, right? As a culture, we set New Year's resolutions. And even if you boycott them and you set a New Year's intention, it's not any better. I love, love, love the idea of intentions so much, but practically they don't do anything else. They're just, it's just a different word, right? It's like when people are like, well, let's talk about balance like in, in harmony instead of balance. Well, they're the same thing. Like you can, you can give it a different name, but it's the exact same thing. So the only way that we're going to be able to change this holiday se- or that <laughs> I'm so, so used to saying, talking about the holiday season, to change this new year is to change the way we're going about it. If you haven't seen what you've wanted to see, it's because your process is ruining your progress. Let's be done with that. Yes? Here is how to create a process that supports your progress. Number one, you have to figure out where you are. Where are you right now? Honestly. Are you eating enough? Are you eating too much? Are you sleeping? Are you exercising? Are you drinking your water? Are you having veggies? Are you do- What are you doing? How- where are you? And then think about where you want to be. And I'm going to challenge you to set no more than one goal. I'll break this down in a second. No more than one goal this week and this month. So for an entire month, you're going to set one goal. I know. You kind of want to punch me and you kind of want to, you, you're shouting in your car. If you're in your car, you're shouting in your car right now. How does that work? How do I ever get to my goal? Well, let me remind you that the point is not to, to hit a goal. This is not your career. You're not trying to, to hit a goal and then be done with it. You're not trying to like, cool, I've got a medal and then I'm done with it. You have to then sustain that level for the rest of your life. I will say that again for the people in the back. Turn it up if you didn't hear me. You are not just trying to hit a goal and be done with it. You are trying to hit a goal and sustain it for the rest of your life, which means that you have to go about it in a different way than every other goal you've ever hit. You can't even think of them as goals. And I hate the terminology that we have because it can be so confusing, right? When I say goal setting, but then I say don't set, don't set the goals. And you're like, what are you talking about, Corinne? This doesn't make any sense. Goal setting broadly is really important 
for week-to-week goals, but we really need to focus on a habit setting, essentially, is really what we're looking at. The point of, of our goal setting is not to hit a goal and be done. It's to create a habit. Create not only a habit, but a habit that we enjoy that is sustainable, that doesn't make us hate our lives. So we should have goals surrounding sleep and stress management and movement, not exercise, but movement. Getting around your house and just upping your steps by cleaning more, that is movement. Beautiful. I love that goal for you in 2020 if that's what you're really struggling with. It's looking at our nutrition, looking and, and that's so vague, but looking at um, food quality and food quantity, right? Maybe you're overeating or you're not eating enough. You're not eating enough meals per day. You're waiting until you're ravenous to eat. Those are all things to address separately from one another. I listed off like six things and we haven't even gotten to the whole list. I've got plenty of podcasts on this, um, but the moral of the story is you can't just go and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything over again because that's not going to last. You're going to spend 100%, 150% of your effort and you're going to get 10% of results that stick with you. And honestly, what's probably going to happen is you're going to get so burnt out by trying that February comes when people want to start to see you again, right? Everybody kind of goes into their hole in January and is like, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to, I just want to nap and it's cold and it's, <laughs> and it's, January is a really hard month, to be honest. It's not an easy month because nobody wants to do anything. It's cold. It's dark all the time. And you're kind of, it, it's like silent after the holidays. It's a very weird month. So January is kind of a fairly easy month to be starting new things because you don't have a lot of invitations coming your way. But what happens when you set these goals to never go out to eat and not um, to exercise, let's say exercise an hour a day, even something that's not crazy, exercise an hour a day. What happens when July comes and your friends want to go to eat and all you love to do is sit on a patio in July? Guys, take your life into consideration when you're setting your goals. You have to. You have to. There is a point where, yes, we can make some changes. We can say, you know what? I love to go to eat, but I don't need to go out every night. But to say, I'm going out to eat is unhealthy for me, so I'm never going to go out to eat. That's not going to happen for you. You're not just going to magically forget that you like to go out to eat. You're not just going to magically be so happy at eating at home and eating the things in your fridge because that's your goal when all you really want to do is have somebody make dinner for you and have a good cocktail with your spouse or with your girlfriends. That doesn't just change. So work with who you are, work with what you like, and absolutely we can make some changes, right? We don't need to go out every night, but we can go out two nights a week right? Figure out how to get to where you want to be in a stair-step fashion and you will stay there. Try to make the leap all at once and it's not going to stick. No matter how great it feels, the, no matter how great it feels, I'll just be really honest with you. No matter how great it feels, that is not enough to overcome the habits and just the things that we enjoy. Because let me tell you something that I found out the hard way is I don't like to be told what to do by myself, by somebody else. And so if I've got these random rules that I don't believe in, that are, that feel arbitrary for me, right? Like I'm not going to eat out because it's not healthy for me. Like, great, says who, right? I can I can live a life. I've only got, right, then the, the whole like, I'm only going to live once and I want to enjoy my life and yada, yada, yada. Sound familiar? That starts to come back to me. And now I'm pissed that I've got these recommendations. And so instead of going out once or twice a week and being really excited about it, I'm going to go out three, four times a week and I'm going to be super crazy. I'm going to go crazy with it. I'm going to get a drink or two every time. I'm probably going to get a burger every time. I'm going to do things that are not healthy for me because I took it so far to the extreme. And I got pissed that I'm giving up and sacrificing the things that I love that doesn't feel, it feels arbitrary to me. Why should I have to give that up, right? So please, 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 your inner rebel exists. She will come out with 
claws <laughs> and like breathing fire. Take your life into consideration. Take what you want out of your life. Where to start with all of this is you start to figure out what do I want my life to look like ideally? So you have two, you'll make two columns on a sheet of paper. Uh, put this, bookmark this, screenshot this time in the in the podcast if you want to come back to this. But you're going to take out a sheet of paper and you are going to write on, you're going to draw a line down the center of the down the center of the paper. And on the left side, you're going to say what I want my life to look like. And you're going to have things like sleep and stress and my social life and my relationships and my relationship to food. And you're going to have all sorts of things like how many, how much, how much am I eating for like vegetables and fruit and how much water am I drinking? How do I feel in my body? What am I doing for exercise and how often? You're going to think about your ideal life in every aspect of your health. And then I want you to figure out where am I now? And I want you to give yourself, if you're really far from where you are in all those columns, where you, if you're really far now from where you want to be in all those columns, it's going to take some time. Give yourself no less than one month per thing. So per column to get that figured out. So let's say you want to eat five, five servings of veggies a day and you're currently at one. You're going to take an entire month to go from one to five. You're going to, the first week, go from one serving of veggies a day to two servings of veggies a day. The next week, you're going to add another one in. The next week, you're going to add another. The next week, you're going to add another. If that feels too fast to you and you really honestly don't know that you can sustain that path uh, and that kind of ramping up that quickly, turn it into a two-month goal. Yeah, you're looking at an entire year. That is how it works. You've got to go through at least a year of working on this stuff in order for it to be a lifestyle change that you can sustain for the rest of your life and that you enjoy. Because if you're trying to overhaul your life, doing it in any less time than that really is just not going to stick. It's just too much too fast. And you're putting too much pressure on yourself and probably you're doing it out of obligation instead of because you truly enjoy it. And that's where the trouble starts to strike because we know, as I lectured on about for five minutes, that doesn't last. <laughs> so in summary of all of this, take into take into consideration where you're at, but also think about where, like, what is ideal for you? What do you want out of all of this? So that not only are you setting goals that make you feel good, but they're getting you to where you want to be. It's not just like eat more veggies because great, but how does that relate to where I want to be in my long term in the rest of my life? Like what action or what, what impact does this actually have on the rest of my life? That is where we want to focus. We want to take directed action. And if you want to set an intention or a word for 2020, that's amazing. I support you on that. But also turn that into a goal. So if you are saying, I want to be more intentional this year, what does that mean to you? I want to slow down. Great. What does that mean to you? Get specific with it. Set a SMART goal. A SMART goal is specific. It is measurable. It is attainable. It is relevant. It is timely, meaning it's at an end date. Without that, it's just a hope. It's just a dream. It's just an intention. An intention, right? If you intend to eat more vegetables, but you never go grocery shopping, you're not going to eat more because you didn't plan for it. Like maybe if you want, maybe if you go to eat and the, and the server asks you if you want like the roasted Brussels sprouts, which is your favorite, then you're maybe going to eat more. But it's really just, it's more accidental that you hit it than intentional. So I hope I haven't ruffled too many feathers, <laughs> but I just feel so passionately about this. The new year is coming and a new decade is coming and this is your opportunity to try things differently. This is your fresh start. You can get a fresh start at any point in time, but man, oh man. 
this is your chance. This is a time to show yourself that you can make your process support your progress. You can do something that on its face feels way too slow and stupid. Like I'm going to go from one serving of veggies to two servings of veggies a day for an entire week. How slow? I'm way more capable of that. Okay, great. Well, show me by trying two first (laughs) and then moving to three. And if you overshoot it, great. Let's say you go from one serving of veggies and you, again, the intention is five by the end of the end of the month. Maybe you start out intending to do two and you do four. Beautiful. Nobody says you can't move faster, but we're going to err on the side of caution because honestly, we all significantly overestimate what we can do. And I want to challenge you by saying when you are thinking of your goals, when you're putting those into kind of your list of ideas of, you know, here's what I'm going to do this week and next week and the following week. Imagine if you were going to give this list to somebody else and make them do it. Could they do it? And if the answer is no, I love you, but that is way too big. And you are not going to be successful with that. Not because of who you are or what you are capable or not capable of, because your biology dictates that you have habits and we just don't work that way. We just don't work that way. We just don't radically change our lives. Absent, again, like a really serious diagnosis, we don't just radically change our lives out of the blue without a really big motivator. And one that is motivated even out of self-love as opposed to out of unhappiness or uncomfort with, if that's even a word, of where we are. So challenge yourself this year to do things differently, to try things. If if what you've done hasn't worked for you and it's the same ever here, why are you going into 2020 doing the exact same thing that you've done that hasn't got you the results you're looking for? If you have questions, please message me, please email me, please DM me, whatever you need. I'm more, more than happy to help to even just challenge you a little bit on some of this stuff because it's, it's hard, but sometimes all you need somebody to say is, is that realistic for you? And you're like, uh, no. Okay, well, back to the drawing board, right? (laughs) And I just, I don't know. I really appreciate all of the trust you guys put in me by listening every week and all of the conversations we've gotten to have over 2019. I've been this... So the next time you hear a podcast, I will have spanned three years of podcasting, three like calendar years, not three full years. It's really only been a year and a half. But I started in 2018, which is fun. I'll have 2028, you know, couple months of 2018, 2019, and 2020 under my belt. And that'll be really fun. So that's kind of a fun, a fun thing. Please continue to listen, share with your friends. If you feel like you've had a conversation with somebody that is kind of sharing signs that they're maybe going to try keto for the new year, or they're going to do a January whole 30, but you know, their intention is not to understand themselves better. It's just to quote unquote reset and like, right. Somebody who is somebody who's so We all know I love Whole30. I think Whole30 is phenomenal if you're doing it for the right reasons, (laughs) because this is now The Bachelor. Um, if If you are in it for the right reasons, it's amazing. If you're not, it's just another diet. So you have to, like, if you see signs of your friend saying, you know what, I'm gonna hit it hard. I'm gonna go ham this year send this to them. Why don't you just send this to them? Send them a little like, hey, just, you know, I thought, thought you'd really want to hear this. I, it's maybe, maybe making me change the way that I'm thinking about the new year or something because it's hard to watch our friends go through this, but all it takes is a simple share. And the more, uh, especially if you really appreciate what we talk about on the podcast or you've really enjoyed listening, that makes all the difference. So share, please don't be shy with that. And then also ask me questions because I'm here. You can find me on Instagram at the balanced body underscore um, online at www.balancedbodyhealth.com. The show notes are going to go ahead and be in the, well, in the, there's a link to the blog post with the show notes that is going to have all the information you need. Again, you can click to get signed up for that New Year's, um, 
kind of video series. There'll be five five different videos given each day uh, that talk a little bit about how to create a sustainable new year and not go crazy. Uh, and so basically my job too is to give you results that last. So I'm not just here to be all like lovey-dovey and be like, oh, it's okay. You can just take it really slow and it's fun. Like, no, I'm here to get you results. And I know the only way to get those results is to go slow, which sucks. But honestly, there isn't another way to get them and to keep them. I've never, I have never, I've been doing this for years, never seen anybody go at it ham and sustain it. I really haven't. So if you think you'll be the first, by all means, please feel free to try. But I will tell you with love, it's not going to be, it it doesn't look good for you in that way. So this year, claim 2020 as your year of sustainability. Change your life in a sustainable, slow way that you actually enjoy. So you're not giving up all the things you love because you do only live once, but you're also not going crazy in the process. It really is the best of all worlds. So you can have everything you want, you just can't have it fast. (laughs) That's really the moral of the story here. So with that said, um, have patience with yourself. This crap takes forever and it's really hard. It's super hard, but it is worth it a hundred times over when you are able to do it in a way that actually you can sustain and you enjoy and you love. That is the point. A healthy lifestyle is not healthy if you hate it. That's a really big deal. I want to say that again. A healthy lifestyle is not healthy if you hate it. If you hate what you're eating, if you hate how you're moving, if you hate having to go to bed at eight to get eight hours of sleep, change things around. Figure it out in a way that you actually can enjoy. I'm not saying not to get eight hours of sleep, but wake up later. (laughs) Go into work a little bit later. So maybe you can stay up until 10. So you don't have to go to work till eight or nine and you get yourself a chance to actually sleep a little bit. And actually going to bed at 10 gets you up at six. So you can still have a lot of, (laughs) that would be 10 hours of sleep to get up at eight. But moral of the story is figure out your schedule in a way that makes you feel good. But that's the same thing for your life. Health should not take everything out of you. It should add to your life. It should make you feel better and it should help you to be more present where you're at. And the last note that I'll have on this is make 2020 the year that you're not obsessively focusing on what you eat to the point where it takes away from other parts of your life. If you're so focused on the next meal, it's become an idol. I love food just as much as anybody else. Like I love to eat. But at the same time, there's a fine line between wanting to eat good food and being obsessed with it. And I think if you just got the like the gut punch, it's probably kind of crossed the line for you, which I had this epiphany for myself probably about a year ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, food is my idol. This is not a good thing. <laughs> and it didn't feel bad, but it was like every day I was thinking about what are my macros for today? What am I going to eat that's going to fit my macros? What, am I, what can I have later? How can I plan my day around what I'm going to eat? It doesn't need to be that complicated. It just doesn't. And that takes up so much mental space that guess what else it takes from? Your family, your friends, your life. Every other part of your life suffers when you overthink the food and the activity. It just doesn't need to be so complicated. So take the pressure off of yourself. What happens if the, what if you took this year to say, I just want to see what happens if I take it slow. I just want to see what happens if I go easy on myself. I just want to see what happens because worst case scenario, it works out and you didn't believe it would work out and it works out and you're feeling great and you're sh- surprised and you didn't believe it. Best case scenario, it works out and you are loving your life and in both situations, it works out. So that's the good news. <laughs> That's the good news. It doesn't happen quick, but it can happen. If you take it slow, if you focus on 
what is the next step here? And how does this relate to my bigger goal? And how can I do this in a way that is actually specific, measurable, attainable, relevant to my overall goal? Again, it relates to my end goal and timely, give it a give it an end date, right? So this week I'll do this, this month I'll do this. By X date, I'll have this this accomplished or this done. Um, which I actually don't always encourage because we don't always know, right? Allow room for flexibility. Kind of go in with your plan, but know that it's probably not going to happen that way and that's okay. So give yourself some flexibility, create a backup plan. Just cut yourself some slack this year. Yes, let's try something different. Let your process support your progress this year. All right, that's all I have. I'll stop talking about the same thing for 35 minutes. (laughs) You guys are amazing. I hope you have a wonderful new year. I will see you all in 2020. And again, don't forget to sign up for... You can just click the link in the show notes to sign up for that um, that email sequence. That'll be kind of fun uh, for the new year to help you get you started on the right foot and just make sure you've got a sustainable new year plan. Um, so it'll be great. I'll see you there. Bye, babe. That's all we've got for our episode today. Thank you for listening. And I want to hear from you. Rate and review the podcast. It's actually the best way to support the show and spread the message. New episodes drop every Monday, so don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. You can find me on Instagram at thebalancedbody underscore or at balancedbodyhealth.com. Want to work with me? Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free session to see if we're a good fit. And finally, any comments, requests, or suggestions on who or what you want to hear on the show, send them to me via email or on Instagram, and I'll see what I can do. Have a wonderful rest of your week and stay balanced. <music>